Hello everyone, welcome to Green.io, the podcast for doers, making our digital world greener, one byte at a time. Whether you work in tech, product, data, design, marketing, you name it, you will find inspiration with us for your next actions in digital sustainability and green IT. In this third episode, we went to Paris, where we had the pleasure to meet Elisabeth Mouchy. And before we start, I would like to thank all the product experts across Europe who have kindly answered my survey, helping me to prepare for this great interview with Elizabeth. Because Elizabeth has had so many lives and such a track record in digital sustainability that I needed a Joe Cocker moment, a little help for my friends. So let's start. Elizabeth. Elizabeth owns a master degree in IT engineering with a specialization in electronics and a management degree in international business. In 2013, she co-founded Daylighted, the Spotify for Art in San Francisco. And the Daylighted technology has enabled viewers and artists to interact on more than 100,000 day artworks. She is now one of the top product leaders at Mythic, the multi-awarded dating service. She is super open to provide feedback and insights on digital sustainability, like she recently did in a joint maestro masterclass, for instance, and she is dedicated to this. I must tell you that she blew my mind with the amount of preparation work she did for this interview. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks a lot for joining Green.io today. Thanks, Gail. So happy to be here. Thanks. Um, first of all, what did I forget to mention about you? Uh, nothing at all. It's perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, one thing that I'd like to highlight is uh, maybe that I'm very interested in the digital sustainability subject and overall the sustainability in general. But I want to say that, and I know that uh, it, it's going to make you laugh, but I'm not an activist. Uh, I'm just another normal person who wants to do her part in this fight against climate change. So trying to do it with a very hands-on approach uh, in my company, Mythic. Wow, that's great because we interview both activists and both just people wanting to be great doers. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is the tagline of, of the of podcast. Of course, nothing against activists, <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> no, but you, you need you need you need both both exactly. profiles uh, mm -hmm. for people to uh, get a connection with with, uh, with hosts and guests. Sorry, um, but okay. So you're not an activist, but how did you become interested in the sustainability uh, in the first place and the sustainability of our digital sector in that case? Yes, of course. So. It's obvious to me that we all have to do our part in this fight against uh, climate change and for sustainability. And so everybody usually, like me, starts small um, with recycling or eating local, organic food, trying to avoid eating meat, you know, like things like this in your personal life. Uh, but I think like everybody come at a point where they will wonder, how can I have a bigger impact? Um, and for me, as I got more and more interested in the topic, um, I learned that digital is actually a pretty dirty field. <laughs> uh, I know you know this, but it's supposed <laughs> to represent between 3 and 4% of all greenhouse gas emissions in the world. Uh, and uh, just a, a quick data, but uh, and again, I know that uh, most of you listening might know this, but it's already more than the air travel industry. 
and it's about to go over road transportation soon as well. Uh, and it's growing at an incredible speed. So if you're a bit sensitive to sustainability and you work in digital, you know that you have to do something about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> Sounds very familiar to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's basically how I came to it. Very interested and what can I do around me to make it bigger? But that's interesting because you say, okay, I want to do something, and which is great is that Green.io is about sharing hands-on experience on how, how we start, how to make digital services and tech more sustainable. And I know that uh, you're, you're, you're part of the um, product management uh, at Meetix. Mm -hmm. So could you tell us a bit more about the journey Meetix started toward a lighter environmental footprint? How did it all start? Yes, of course. So for meeting, it's very interesting. Uh, also, a few employees uh, were already involved in separate sustainable actions. Uh, it really started a few years back when our new CEO, Mathieu Jacquet, took his office in 2019. Uh, since his first day, he made it really clear that we, Mythic as a whole, as a company, could have a bigger impact on sustainability if we put all our effort together. So not only did he state a clear business objective toward uh, a better meeting, better that that's uh, that greener, but also a clear message that meeting is going to to try to be sustainable from now on, and not only carbon neutral but also carbon free. Wow, that that was a pretty big uh, objective. But how does it all start? Uh, yes, yeah, so you have to start somewhere. The, best to start is to start with studies to know where where you are right now and for mythic the question was what really was the mythic carbon footprint um, and that was the first thing that we got after our first audit uh, we were spending 750 tons of equivalent co2 as a whole company mm -hmm. and while we were measuring that in the meantime there were also like a lot of practical initiatives come up such as incentive to recycle, list of restaurants where you can bring your own boxes. Uh, of course, reminders to turn off the light or the screen if was that, if that was not done automatically. So that was really the tip of the iceberg because it's really like the classical thing you, you see about sustainability. Uh, but uh, because Mythix uh, wanted to have an impact, of course, it was not mm -hmm. only uh, what we, we, we didn't want to stop there. It was really, really the tip of the iceberg thing. Yeah, because it was mostly scope. I mean, it was a scope one audit, obviously. And a side note for the listeners not yet familiar with the three scopes in a carbon footprint assessment. Um, scope one is a greenhouse gas emission that a company emits directly while operating. The, the scope two is the indirect GSG emitted related to the purchasing of electricity and heat or steam. And scope three relates to pretty much everything else. Most notably, all the indirect greenhouse gas emissions made along the supply chain. And what is important here is that for tech companies, Scope 3 usually accounts for more than 80, if not 90% of the total emissions. Mm. And, and you can easily optimize from Scope 1 to Scope 3. And for instance, a company can shift from direct car ownership to leasing the car and boof, that's magic. <laughs> Suddenly, the cars are not in Scope 1 anymore. In IT, uh, of course, uh, you can not use your own servers, but the ones of a public cloud provider like AWS. And this leads to another very interesting discussion on how to assert the carbon footprint of your cloud provider. 
And I'll stop here, not to spoil you, because we will have a fully dedicated episode on this topic very soon. Uh, so 750 tons is interesting figures. Which tools and frameworks were used to assess Mythic's uh, carbon footprint uh, of the Scope 1? And maybe... Mm -hmm more later <laughs> yeah exactly so for this audit specific audit uh it was done internally mm -hmm. uh with whatever we could find to to create it uh but then in 2020 uh we hired an external company called inside app to help us measure the impact of our services so together and it's a it's um it's kind of a process you know because it's pretty new so together we decided on three interesting user flows to be measured Mm -hmm. uh, on different steps. So, for example, the, the download of the apps or the pages, the usage uh, generated by each scenario. And for each one, we calculated the carbon footprint impact of data center usage, the user terminals, and the network. And so that made up a total uh, of 1,300 tons of equivalent CO2. So about mm -hmm. twice about what we calculated for office and company alone. Um, so, of course, you have to realize that this is, all, this is just a number. And this, is, this was all quite new kind of at the time and really experimental. So when you do that, you have to take a lot of hypotheses and everything in the, in the calculation is, of course, questionable. Uh, but the idea is really to arrive at a number so you can improve things from there. Yeah, but I think that's really the idea. The, the life cycle analysis is uh, still in its infant phase, but it's way more efficient than just uh, measuring the electricity consumption and that's it. Um, and as you say... Uh, Measuring is the first step to, to improve things. Okay. So <laughs> how did you start improving things? So yes, so in the meantime, during those audits, um, I was actually contacted by the team behind API Days. Uh, mm -hmm. I was a speaker at API Days uh, in the end of 2019, I think. No, 20, sorry, and 2020. Um, and they asked me if Mythic want to participate in their yearly digital sustainable challenge. Um, and, and as I knew that this was a challenge, very interesting challenge, and it was a, a great objective for Mythic uh, together. So I've contacted collaborators inside Mythic to try to put together a team for the challenge. So we, we succeeded in that. We were uh, six person participated to the challenge. Uh, it was really interesting, uh, focus, focusing on IT sustainability mm -hmm. and really a good level of expertise in the field. Uh, we learned tons of good practices. And what's interesting too is to actually talk and meet with like-minded people uh, that want also to have an impact in their company and for their company and also potential partners, of course. So. That was a challenge, and at the end of the challenge, uh, you have to put together a, a pitch to communicate about uh, what you have done during the challenge and what you plan to do after that for your company and uh, to improve sustainability. And so for our, our pitch, uh, we had practical recommendations around optimizing our apps and website, uh, because of course it it was not really done before. Also, it was not terrible. The performances were good, but uh, you can always do better, mm -hmm. especially when you start to measure, but we'll come back on this point later. Uh, we had recommendations around optimizing our data centers. Uh, that's also an easy one. And I know you'll talk about this, so I won't spoil uh, the next, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the next uh, podcast. Um, but one thing that was very specific to what we wanted to do 
was to evangelize the, the subject internally. Because if everybody admitted knew or kind of knew how to correctly recycle the knowledge on sustainable product development and good practices was close to zero, or, or so it seemed. Uh, and so that was something that we really wanted to do, like the evangelization of uh, good practices to develop according to sustainable, sustainable uh, best practice. Uh, and so the APA Death Challenge jury really liked our 360 recommendation. And so we are really happy to win the silver award, uh, but we didn't stop there, of course. Oh, congratulations for, for the award. <laughs> but you. okay, so after the silver medal, what happened? Like, was everybody at MIDI already fully evangelized through the participation to API days, or it was not the case yet? It was a start, um, but we knew that something else had to be done to improve internal knowledge uh, about this. Um, so at Mythic, we generally organize yearly hackathons, um, and employees always love to participate. So the idea suddenly popped up, like to have both together. Why not organize a hackathon on IT sustainability with the challenge of making Mythic apps cleaner? And so that's what we did, and it had a great participation. About 45 people uh, participated from all departments in Mythic, with a total of eight presented projects, ranging from optimizing our customer care's uh, answer flows and to integrating new cache tools uh, or optimizing caching protocols, etc. Um, and uh, the winning project was a project to make an homemade tool to measure uh, different sustainable indicators called green tool. You're going to have to tell us something about this green tool, but first, just a quick question. So 45 people, um, mm -hmm. that seems a lot, but how many people are working in tech in the Mythic uh, company? I think it's about uh, 150, something like that, around this. So you're telling me that almost one third of all the product and tech teams wanted to participate to this hackathon. Yeah, exactly. And also wow. we were joined also by uh, other teams. They're always like a marketing yeah, people marketing. who want mm -hmm. to participate. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it was really like a, a high attendance. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Congratulations. That, that says something about the interest of the, the sustainability topic in our industry, I, I believe. Could you tell us a bit more about this green tool? Sounds very interesting. Yeah. So Green Tool is an, um, say an internal da dashboard uh, used to evaluate the performance and impact of our features. We've developed it for different parts of our services, apps and web apps, uh, but also emails, for example, uh, that we send, like customer management. Um, the idea is that when a developer puts a, a new feature live, they can check many indicators about it and see if it had an impact. And we have indicators such as data transferred, page weight, loading speed, download speed, but also just straight equivalent CO2 calculated from uh, the usage, from a, actually from a scenario usage, that's important. Uh, because for example, they took different scenario, but one of the simple scenario is a user who recently arrived on Mythic and visited 50 profiles. And so if you, if you took this sample scenario and through automatic tests, they can simulate the impact on the scenario, get the data on the performances, and then you can see 
what was the impact of the scenario before and after the feature. That's very interesting. And so one of the of green tool impact, for example, is um, that after an update, they realize that with the same scenario of visiting 50 people, that on the mobile web app, the weight of the overall flow would, would increase and would be uh, 66 megabytes. Mm -hmm. um, and the story was quite big. And they noticed that the image size was the same than the desktop web app, uh, meaning mm -hmm. way too large. Uh, you didn't need like the same size on mobile uh, app than desktop app. So they optimize them. And now the overall weight of this scenario is just 8 megabytes. So that's made up an improvement of 90%. And Whoa. I think, yeah, that's, that's pretty good, uh, pretty amazing, actually. And when you start to measure the data uh, around sustainability and around performance, and you start to measure like frequently, there's lots of hanging fruits to get, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Another example that uh, we add is that, sorry, I'm talking a lot. Let me know if you want to. <laughs> I think I think the audience wants to hear you, not me. So please go <laughs> on. <laughs> You're the one okay. having very concrete hands-on feedback to provide. So go for it. Yeah. Another example that I found interesting is uh, that we had this assumption that photos are the first thing to optimize. Uh, because, you know, like it's visual, you know, it's heavy. Mm -hmm. uh, and when we launched Green Tool, we saw that we look into it, you know, like we look into the different categories that are loaded on the page and we were expecting photos to be like pff, super big, right? And, uh, but when you look at the number for green tools, you notice that it's nothing, nothing compared to the JavaScript code, which mm -hmm. was actually way bigger, way much bigger. And so that thing like this, that you get surprised because you actually don't know uh, until you, you look into it. And so green tool was really like a, like, a really useful tool for us. It's today, it's mostly monitored by, by QA manager, uh, and it's included in the auto-generated test process. But the idea is that it's so easy to use and so user-friendly, that's why we made it, that it could be used by any engineering managers and product owners as part of their monitoring routine, for, for example, after a launch. One thing that's important to realize with those measures and tool to measure is that you know, we talk about, about an audit at the beginning, and mm -hmm. that's also good to realize where you are. But then with Mythic, you know, we deploy updates almost every day on our apps. Yeah. So there is no way that this, this audit is true tomorrow. So the nice thing with Green Tool is that we have the autonomy uh, to check every time we update something on our app that it's correct, that the performance are the same, and that it's always at the top level, and we can always try to improve. Is it fully automated? Like you, you don't have manual intervention to update the data? Um, it's fully automated. It's based on uh, auto-generated tests uh, that run automatically um, every, I, I would say something uh, stupid. So maybe five minutes or 15 minutes or half an hour, I don't know. But mm -hmm. it runs automatically. Uh, and then you check the data if you want to see the graph. But you also receive receive alerts uh, if something's wrong, wow. something has changed. Wow, that's a very powerful tool, and that's um, a super insightful feedback you gave us about all this uh, meeting journey uh, towards sustainability. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> and you know, in the survey I mentioned earlier, the top four challenges listed by participants were 
top-level involvement, uh, company-wide awareness, how to start measuring, doing things, etc., and uh, mm -hmm. prioritization and making sustainable the commitment towards sustainability. Mm -hmm. And um, if you don't mind, I'd like to start with this last point. How to organize to avoid the end of the world versus end of the month dilemma? How did you entrench the sustainability criteria in your day-to-day -day product operation beyond the use of green tool, which is obviously a very massive first step? Yes, uh, all of those are very interesting questions. To answer this specific question about uh, how to avoid end of the world versus end of the month dilemma, Uh, it, it's hard to track back of where we started to put the sustainability in our day-to-day -day operation. Uh, but one thing that I mentioned is when, like Mythic, uh, this is a company-wide objective, and on top of it, that socially engage the company, initiative can come from many places, and it all comes together at some point to create a big impact. So it's, it's hard to notice where it really started. But uh, if I want to answer, answer your question a bit more precisely from my point of view, once the topic is really pushed forward by top executive, it has to quickly move down to the employees so they get familiar with it. That's why the hackathon was a superb opportunity to help employees learn more about the sustainable practices, what can be done, and join in with their own expertise, try things, show that we can do things and create a sort of emulation so that everybody wants to do it too and wants to do their part. Mm -hmm. So once the ball has started rolling, everything gets smoother, if I understand you right. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. And what advice would you give to someone willing to kickstart? Because as I said, something like 90% of the respondents in my little survey, I know, not a scientific one, but have no action plan except for starting to measure and almost all asked for what are the first steps? Yes, so the, the measurement is really a first step uh, because when you start to measure, you'll see where you have to start. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's really linked uh, one to another. So the, if you really want to be hands-on, there are many tools out there that can help you measure your apps or site performance, such as uh, Lighthouse or Hublot, open source tool, which is called yeah. Scafron. Uh, but some tools even provide guidance to what to improve to be sustainable. So, um, and at a higher level, there are also a few consultancy companies that can run a carbon uh, emission audit for you. You should really start there, you know, like it, it looks like it's easy, but actually it's not. Uh, it's not. Even, if, even if a consultancy company helps you, it's not easy. You really had to, to go through it and make a lot of hypotheses. And it's really a process and you'll improve it every year. Mm. Um, but this is really the first step that you have to take. I'm sorry, it's maybe an, an obvious, uh, obvious answer, but... No, 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 it's not. It's not, and this, this this feedback is super important. I think the example you provided regarding the mm -hmm. image size is a very interesting one. Of course, if if you're a, a developer um, with um, the right level of awareness when it comes to digital sustainability, uh, as a good craftsmanship, you will pay attention to um, the, the size of the images, but you mm. might miss uh, this uh, JavaScript. There's not a saying that said like you can change what you can measure. Something mm -hmm. like this. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly that. 
But it has been used some time to postpone uh, change. Like, uh, uh, start measuring, come back two years later, and we will see yeah, what, what you can do. And I think what is very interesting with what you shared with us is you start measuring and you know that it's not the right measure, but it's still the right things to do. Start yeah. measuring, start testing, correcting it. And this is, it's obvious that in 10 years' time, I mean, <laughs> we will have international standard in digital sustainability yeah, exactly. in IT. Mm. Everything will be way smoother. I bet pretty much that we will have carbon accounting uh, assessor as we yeah. have today sure. uh, for, for financial uh, accounting and that you know actually that will be a huge pressure from pretty much everyone to be sustainable but yeah. um but do That's we really have 10 years to yeah. wait that everything is, is set up no so start starting to measure and knowing that maybe it's uh, between one to three fold the, yeah. the, the the size it doesn't really matter because the direction is is, is way more important than um than the Absolutely. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, it's about having, having the right direction. Yeah. Going back to to another pain point that was uh, raised. Uh, what about company wide awareness? I mean, you choose the hackathon at Meetig, but would you give other advice on how to turn goodwill into action within teams? Yeah, very interesting question and uh, very applicable to Meetig because we have a lot of initiatives uh, implying our teams. So. But Mythic, it also started a few years back with lunch meetings, uh, BBL. And so we, do you, during those BBL, we used to discuss everything for, from our product to the obvious administrative subject that I mentioned before, recycling, etc. Um, also, we have a Slack channel about sustainability, uh, where we share from time to time what is done around the world and also what we do in our personal life. So everybody can advance also in their personal life if they want. Um, but I think the first step here, and this is what I mentioned just now, is really to create a strong community of people. Mm -hmm. We really want to push the topic forward. Uh, and for example, also around green tool, or around green tool use, we have set up performance committees attended by most tech lead and engineering managers. Uh, it's, this is a meeting that happens monthly. And it is used to prioritize a backlog of ideas to improve the overall performances of our services. And during each committee, they go over the best ideas and try to think of ways to measure them, again, the measure, uh, and to prioritize them depending on the impact and the effort, etc. And Green Tool is really key again in that. Sorry, I'm talking a lot of Green Tool. Uh, because as it's an homemade tool, we can make it evolve at the same time that the indicators we need to measure the new ideas that we have. It's, it's really mm -hmm. like a, a good circle, you know, like a positive circle of evolution. And uh, what about top level involvement? Obviously, the sponsorship of your CEO is super strong. But um, was it the only one, in your opinion? Is it the best sponsor, the only one possible? Uh, two things on this subject. Um, one thing, I think the top level involvement worked at Mythic because it was really genuine, meaning it's never, it's never been about external communication or greenwashing, you know, like mm -hmm. we, we were doing things only internally. So it was not for external communication at all, uh, but really about our impact on society and on the world. And I think that's why it's taken off in Mythic, at Mythic, uh, because it was really a it was really driven by the genuine uh, will of changing the world. 
And second thing is that even before the hackathon, the executive wanted to make this objective a long-term objective for Mythic. So let's say that tomorrow, all the executive uh, from the executive committee change. So CEO, CFO, everybody leaves, whatever. Uh, they wanted to make sure that the objective will stay within Mythic. And so that's why they decided to apply for uh, the European standard norm, the norm uh, ISO, ISO 14. Uh, that set up an objective of improving every year your process of making the company more sustainable. And uh, we set up high objective of improving the impact that Mythic has uh, by 10% every year. And uh, so we know that we are in long road with this. Uh, we're not going to stop tomorrow. Hmm. Well, that's that, that's very interesting to connect uh, um, with the overall uh, objectives. Ten uh, percent, hmm, quite ambitious, and and it actually it connects super well with another question, which is highly related, um, which is kind of my challenging question, <laughs> which is beyond a beautiful low carbon scope three. What about the impact on business? And let mm -hmm. me clarify. Several people in the survey clearly stated that sustainability and profit were a trade-off in their company. Thus, nobody at the top level takes it seriously beyond greenwashing. And is it for you a misconception? How come it was different at Mythic, which is certainly not a non-profit NGO? Um, how was the error recalculated? Because you mentioned greenwashing, and obviously uh, you were not a friend of greenwashing labeling because you didn't communicate that much about what you were doing. So do you think it's a, it's a misconception? It's a topic that comes back often around mm -hmm. sustainability and data sustainability. Um, it's an interesting thing and mythic because on top of the CEO and of course the CTO uh, who also run the subject, you know, for tools, mm -hmm. etc., and for um, development optimization, um, it is now the CFO who is responsible for running the sustainability topic. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I know it's always a concern in the field that you have to choose between profit and sustainability. But actually, sustainability is often improving your performances. Um, if you take IT sustainability, for example, but it works also with uh, recycling or anything, huh? um, by optimizing your websites or apps for low carbon impact, you often you'll often notice that your apps will also be quicker to load, lighter for your users, and even often simpler in the product flow. Because mm -hmm. if you want to, to improve also the product sustainability, you have to optimize the product flow, maybe remove some features, something like this. And so it's really a win-win for everybody. Um, but admitting we don't calculate any direct ROI. Mm -hmm. uh, we know we have to do this. Uh, and I believe that everybody will do it at some point uh, anyway, so better be the first one. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, being pioneer uh, once again. Exactly. Uh, I think I think you answered beautifully the top four challenges uh, <laughs> that my, my, my former colleagues cool. and, and other experts uh, uh, shared with me. So I'd like to um, uh, end up now with um, two more general questions. First one being, what makes you optimistic about our path toward a greener digital world? Mm. <laughs> Interesting question. <laughs> um, so, to be honest, I'm not really optimistic. Um, you know this, I know this. Uh, the stats are worse every year, and every year, scientists, researchers, people who know things give new objectives to limit greenhouse gas emissions, 
and the overall temperature rise, but year after year, it's higher and we're further away. So it's, it's pretty uh, pessimistic, sorry, mm -hmm. but uh, as there is no way out, uh, we don't have a choice, I guess. So we still have, a, have to try our best to do our part and try to, to optimize and be the cleaner we can, I think, uh, personally mm -hmm. and professionally, of course. Uh, but what we can be optimistic about, because there's always uh, something we can be optimistic, is that even if it's still not the main topic in the political world, which it should be, of course, there's, there's more and more people, especially in uh, IT sustainability, who are interested in it. And that's, of course, a good thing because more people means more effort and there are more impact. So that's what I'm optimistic about. Yeah, the ratio of uh, almost one third of uh, tech and product people wanting to uh, participate to the hackathon at, at Mythic uh, yes. is clearly a, a very positive signal as well. And um, one last question uh, that I ask to every guest, what would be your recommendations to learn more about digital sustainability and green IT? Uh, some thought leaders you would recommend to follow, some books, etc., etc. It's uh, yeah, it's a really hard question uh, because it's not a main topic yet. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess I would recommend uh, warmly Happy Ideas Sustainable Challenge, um, but also following the mentor there because it's really like you ask for where where to start, and I think it's a good place to start actually for people who can participate. Um, otherwise, I mostly get information from my peer network, you know. Uh, IT sustainability is not a, is not yet a major subject. There is no major leaders in the field that you have to follow absolutely. So like there's not John Cutler in the product management field or Paul Graham of entrepreneurship, you know, there is nobody like this for IT sustainability yet. And uh, so I see it as an, as an emerging almost underground topic and so my main, my main advice would be to build your peer network uh, to get updated info about it and to know what's being done in the world. That's a good advice. This is where I started when I joined the not that underground uh, community action, uh, the climate action tech uh, community. But uh, mm. you're right, it, it is still uh, quite uh, under the radar at the moment. Well, Yes, exactly. Wow, Elizabeth, that, that, that was awesome. A super, super hands-on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thanks a lot for being with us today. Uh, yeah, really, your, your insights and feedbacks, they were just great, especially on how you run a sustainable product management on a daily basis and, and all the concrete actions you took. So I'm sure many of our listeners will find inspiration uh, in it to uh, kickstart or ramp up their journey to uh, greener digital services. So thanks again. And uh, next month, we will go to Berlin by train and meet on-site. It will be my first recording on-site, Chris Adams, uh, the Green Web Foundation director and a pillar of the climate action tech community I mentioned earlier. We will talk about green hosting, cloud sustainability, and how to reduce carbon emissions associated with digital services in general. I must admit, I'm looking forward to meeting such a giant in the sustainability field. And... Um, that's it for this month, or not yet. Just a few words about your beloved podcast. Uh, in two months' time, with zero marketing budget, Green.io already has hundreds of listeners. It's a great news. 
It means that you are not alone trying to build and run greener digital services and tech stack. Now, my dear listener, I need your help to boost it further. Just after you're done listening to this episode, please rate it five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or any other podcast platform you use. On some of them, a nice review would also help. It will make a huge difference in the search results. And together, we will reach new people eager to make our digital world greener one bite at a time.